tonight, I think we're slipping further down the road to tyranny. I have some anecdotes for you. It's February 11th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. I saw this video the other day, a police officer with a uniform and a badge and a gun going unannounced and unprompted to a private citizen's home to talk to them about a peaceful protest they were planning to attend. Here, take a look. Sorry, since you're at my home, can I just get your name and your badge number, yeah, please? I have a card here. Okay. It's Erica Ingram. Thank you. And this is just some information about peaceful protests. That's all it is. Okay. So you saw something on my Facebook? No, on the Facebook group. <clears throat> okay. And decided to come to my personal residence to give me information about peaceful protests? Yes. Okay. So are the Peterborough police, no, you're with OPP? Um, are you guys now monitoring people's Facebook pages? or Facebook groups to who comments as to what their um, uh, status updates are or what they're doing or okay, so within the group? Like because of the protest happening province-wide, yes, we have been monitoring the protest. Okay? okay. So there's a protest coming up. I'm simply providing you with information about a peaceful protest, and now I'm leaving. Oh, okay. That is all. So the Ontario Provincial Police are watching what people are doing on Facebook in different groups, whether or not they're commenting, participating, liking, and you guys are now doing service calls to give people information about peaceful protest. Yeah, it's just a proactive measure to make sure you understand your rights about peaceful protesting. I absolutely, I have Perfect. a copy of the Canadian Charter of Rights Excellent. and Freedoms, so Absolutely. I'm well within that and, and yeah. very understanding of that. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm, okay. I'm hoping that uh, you guys aren't going to waste our tax dollars continuing to do this to everybody, but uh, now it's nice to know that uh, we're, we're being watched. So. If you have any questions, my cell phone number is on the card. Thank you. Okay. So the police are going door to door, surprising people by letting them know they're being spied on. That's what that was. The police aren't giving this homeowner information about peaceful protests. She already has the information from the Facebook page. The police are the antagonists. They're, they're the people who will arrest you and have you charged and prosecuted. It, it's a lie that they're giving you tips. It's a legal conflict of interest for them to pretend to be giving you advice on how to protest. She gave no useful information. That, that was a lie that insults the intelligence. That cop's purpose was to terrify people. They come during the day, perhaps so the man's way, to let people know they're being spied on. And if they didn't like this police visit, well, they better not do anything more. Proactive measures to make you understand your rights, said the cops. Sorry, that's a Doug Ford-style lie. It was a proactive measure to make sure you don't exercise your rights. That's Canada now. That cop should be charged with a mask violation, though. Did you notice that? As if they ever follow their own rules. I saw that today. Uh, last night, I saw that Doug Ford had sent lawyers to court. Ex parte, that means... It was a sneak attack. The lawyers for the other side weren't there. The truckers' lawyers weren't given any notice. They weren't invited to the secret hearing to seize all of their funds. 
You might remember that a week ago, the left-wing crowdfunding website called GoFundMe seized the truckers' money and planned to give it to their own choice of recipients instead. That caused such outrage amongst U.S. politicians, not a peep up here in Canada, that GoFundMe decided to return the money to the donors. So the truckers set up a new crowdfunding campaign on Give, Send, Go. It's another website which promised to respect their freedom. Sounded good, but uh, Doug Ford went to court to freeze those funds. Gibson Go laughed at an Ontario court trying to seize funds in the U.S. in the land of the First Amendment. But anyone in Canada would be foolish to mess with this court order until it's repealed. I suspect it will be overturned soon when the truckers' lawyers get to court. It'll be interesting to see what information was used by the police to persuade the judge. But in case um, you're not clear, Canada is now the place where government seizes your bank accounts if you oppose them too effectively. And the government sends armed police to your house to warn you about Facebook protests you're involved with. You know, look at this here. It's uh, luckily the human rights group called Amnesty International has weighed in on the whole situation, Amnesty International. Let me read their Canada statement on freedom convoy blockade. It's a bit weird. They put the word freedom in quotes, almost like they don't like to use that word anymore. I thought that was actually what Amnesty International stood for. Yeah, not in a long time. Uh, Here's what they say. Amnesty International Canada is deeply troubled by the reports of violence, harassment, intimidation, and hate speech, which have surfaced since January 29th, said Amnesty International Secretary General Ketty Nivea-Bandy. Nazi flags, Confederate flags, and other symbols of racism and hate exhibited have no room in peaceful protests. Equally concerning is the affiliation of some of the convoy organizers with overtly racist white supremacist groups. What? Yeah, none of that's true. That's just all gossip and rumor. That's that's literally Justin Trudeau's talking points. How embarrassing. Amnesty International is now against the right of peaceful working people to protest. They they can't get enough of civil liberties violating lockdowns. What even are they? They're cheering for police enforcement against peaceful protests. They hate the truckers. I mean... Uh, They're truckers, they're peaceful, but here's another Amnesty International press release in support of a terrorist murderer, war criminal named Omar Khadr. Same human rights group. They're fine with him. The truckers are doing amazingly well. No violence, just peaceful and civil disobedience. I mean, look at the news just today. There was a blockade at the Manitoba-Minnesota border yesterday, and today the government there announced an end to certain parts of their lockdown. Not enough, not soon enough. But do you doubt it was these brave truckers who are saving us? It certainly wasn't the politicians on their own. Last night, we got a tip. Someone recorded a phone call to them from Ontario Premier Doug Ford. Please get your messages. And I've got about 250 as of lunch today. Yeah. I'm going to make this quick because i got to get uh, no worries. moving on this. Uh, we're, we're pulling these passports. We're going to get back to normal. And, uh, you know, I can't give you the exact date, uh, but it's going to be very soon. Okay. Okay. No. I'm going to be speaking uh, over the next few days. Friday, you're going to put out a statement. Monday, I'll be giving some dates, and we're going to uh, move forward. Okay. Thanks a lot. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. So 250 people had called Doug Ford just that morning demanding an end to these vaccine mandates, and Doug Ford said he would do so. He's a liar, of course, but you can see that the truckers are inspiring a lot of people to stand up to Ford. Instead, here's what Ford actually announced today. He's going to turn against the truckers with brute force. So let me be as clear as I can. 
There will be consequences for these actions, and they will be severe. We've already started by going after the money funding the illegal occupation. Yesterday, an Ontario court granted our request to freeze the funds from Give, Send, Go for the convoy. The OPP has also provided additional resources to Ottawa Police Services and Windsor Police Services to satisfy their recent requests for operational support. And more needs to be done. We're strengthening the tools and the powers of our police forces to resolve this situation and restore order. Let me be clear, the government does not direct our police forces, but we do set the laws. Today, I'm using my authority as Premier of Ontario to declare a state of emergency in our province. And I will convene Cabinet to use legal authorities to urgently enact orders that will make crystal clear it is illegal and punishable to block and impede the movement of goods, people, and services along critical infrastructure. This will include protecting international border crossings, 400 series highways, airports, ports, bridges, and railways. It will also include protecting the safe and essential movement of ambulatory and medical services, public transit, municipal and provincial roadways, as well as pedestrian walkways. Fines for non-compliance will be severe, with a maximum penalty of $100,000 and up to a year imprisonment. There's a lot in there, an illegal occupation. Well, actually, that's not what any court has said. All the Ottawa courts said about the truckers there was that they can't honk their big, noisy air horns at night. And frankly, that's fair enough. And a Toronto court agreed to freeze the money of goods and go, gives and go just temporarily until the trucker lawyers can present themselves and have a full hearing. Illegal occupation says who? Says some politician? Moments before he says he doesn't direct the police, well, he just told them that he, as king judge, I guess, has deemed them an illegal occupier. Well, well if that's the case, uh, the police pretty much have to do what he says, don't they? I mean, if it is illegal. But Doug Ford's not a judge. I, I had to laugh when he talked about guarding our borders. Uh, maybe we can get some of that guarding our borders business uh, down at Roxham Road. We can actually use some police there. Doug Ford's trying to town sound tough, emergency laws, $100,000 fines, a year in prison, licenses taken away. That's quite something. I'm unaware of any other crime that stops a man from having the right to earn a living. And, and for example, even if you're bankrupt, you're allowed to keep your tools to work. You can commit murder. And all that can be done to you is a prison term. You can't and won't have your ability to earn a living be taken away. But for embarrassing Doug Ford, I guess there's that punishment. Fines for blocking pedestrians. Did you catch that part? I wonder what the labor unions think of this rule. Gee, I wonder if that could ever be used against them and a strike. I mean, that really is what these truckers are doing. It's a kind of general strike, but big labor is, along with big government and big farmer and big tech, they're, they're not with the working man anymore. No one is for the little guy anymore. Certainly not Mr. Ford Nation. Neither are the federal conservative MPs, though, I'm sorry to tell you. Here's a story in Blacklocks. Let me just read the headline and the first two sentences. Likens truckers to terrorists. The Commons Public Safety Committee yesterday voted 11 to 0 
to investigate crowdfunding for ideologically motivated violent extremism in Canada. The vote came as one MP, Freedom Convoy, uh, compared Freedom Convoy truckers to terrorists. Quote, we as policymakers have to anticipate the new landscape that is before us, said New Democrat MP Alistair McGregor. The MP read out Section 83.01 of the Criminal Code in accusing truckers of terrorism in opposing vaccine mandates. So the conservatives voted for that. They didn't vote to investigate GoFundMe for seizing the truckers' money or to express outrage at Ontario seizing funds from the opposition truckers. They voted to investigate the truckers. The so-called conservatives did. How do you feel about that? In fact, their interim leader, Candace Bergen, is telling the truckers to stop their protests. She, she sort of had enough of it, guys. The vaccine mandates are still in effect. You, you can't get on a plane or a train in Canada without being vaxxed. Thousands of people are being fired from their jobs for not being vaxxed. The trucking vaccine requirement is still in effect. That's the whole thing this whole trucker convoy was about. But Candace Bergen says it's over, guys. Come together. The economy you want to see reopen is hurting. Farmers, manufacturers, small businesses and families are suffering. I believe this is not what you want to do. We must all work together. You are protesting because you love your country and you want your freedom back. To the protesters here in Ottawa, you came bringing a message. That message has been heard. Conservatives have heard you. And we will stand up for you and all Canadians who want to get back to normal life. We will not stop until the mandates have ended. You know, for all the tough talk by police, though, they haven't done anything tough yet. Now, maybe that'll change by the time this video, I'm recording it in the afternoon, goes to air at night. I mean, sure, the Ottawa police have stolen a lot of diesel-fueled jerry cans, which is weird, and I think it's a criminal act, and it's very petty, and frankly, it's embarrassing. But I don't think they've actually arrested any truckers for being there, have they? They haven't seized any trucks or towed them that I've seen. Uh, all this butch talk about emergency acts and new laws, Doug Ford actually doesn't need any new laws? I can think of some in effect already. The Highway Traffic Act, the, the Criminal Code, the Crime of Mischief. That big bridge is privately owned. You could call that trespass. I mean, there are a lot of laws. I mean, theoretically loitering, jaywalking. Some of these are being handed out in Ottawa, I understand. But they're just tickets. They're not high crimes. They're minor provincial offenses. A parking ticket, really. You don't arrest someone for that. So, so if Doug Ford or, or Justin Trudeau or Jason Kenney really wanted to do something, they actually have the laws. Go in there and make an arrest for mischief or trespass. But they lack the will, not because they're not brutal. These are terribly brutal people. They brutalized us for two years. But they've been real bullies about it. They, they pick on individuals. Anyone who pokes their head up, they pick them off, like Arthur Pavlovsky again and again in Calgary, because they know he won't fight back with violence. Or that 78-year-old man in Ottawa who honked his horn, so the police wanted to show him who was boss. Yeah, it's so gross. Or remember Adam Skelly, the one brave restaurateur in Toronto. So politicians are really brave at picking on individuals. But how about 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 people at once? It really is an emergency, I suppose. It really is a breach of public order. But the thing is, after two years of bullying and scaring and lying to us, people sort of they side with the truckers against the politicians and even against the cops. If this blockade were in 2019, I think the government... And police would have the moral authority to go in and just root them out. But now people have watched two years of absurd rules that by their 
you know, by by the way, the fancy people never follow the rules themselves. It's it's not as clear cut now, wouldn't you say? And unlike Greenpeace protesters who are obviously malicious, these truckers aren't professional troublemakers. This is the first time they've done anything political in their lives. They're not trying to destroy the economy. They're actually trying to save the economy, including their own jobs. So let me put it another way. Why would you call in the army or even the SWAT team if you are too politically terrified to even just send in a beat cop with handcuffs, which they could do at any time. But boy, has the chattering class, you know, the MacBook laptop at the cottage class, the Zoom class, the lockdown class, the the political and media class, boy, have they been excited about the army, about crushing the truckers violently. It's it's quite something how butch and these ink-stained wretches can be. There's nothing more physically weak and impotent than a pundit, I should know. I have soft hands, but it's quite something to read some of the rageful plans that journalists have for these truckers. Here's a Harvard lawyer and CNN pundit, Juliet Kayem, who says, slash the tires, empty gas tanks, arrest the drivers, and move the trucks. Well, that is that is very tough. I don't know if it makes sense to slash the tires if you want to move trucks. I don't know if that would help, and I don't know if you've ever seen a truck tire uh when it's burst, it explodes like a bomb. Um, but this CNN general is ready to go to war, and she's got the tactics planned out. In Canada, it's even more pitiful. Here's a columnist named Tasha Carradine, who actually, I'm not even kidding, says she's thinking of uh, running for the Conservative Party of Canada leadership, and there's just a groundswell for Tasha Carradine. She says, I would declare a national public order emergency under the Emergencies Act in Section 2 of the CSIS Act and call in the military. Wow. Calling the military, you know she's cool. Here's Matt Gurney, the little weasel who, when he was the National Post, he actually chaired the town hall meeting of staff to denounce Rex Murphy. He chaired that. He's so tough, this Rex Murphy. And here's what he says on Twitter. He's ready to go to war. He says, the scale of the humiliation in Ottawa and the length of it has dragged on will require a very dramatic state response to reassert control. Not even in Ottawa necessarily, but Canada will need to remind everyone its boss not necessarily violently, but decisively. Hey, guys, you've embarrassed Trudeau too much. He's Im- humiliated. So because you've embarrassed him, we need to be dramatic. Because this is all big show, isn't it? It's not about freedoms or rights or the law. Drama needs drama. Sorry about that, guys. But we have to show you who's boss. And in Matt Gurney's mind, that's the government. That's the police. Now, That doesn't necessarily mean we have to get violent with you, but we just might, says the coward Matt Gurney. Who the hell are these little fascists? It's half the press gallery. They're lusting for violence. I thought they were against violence. It's the truckers who are against violence. It's the media who's for it. And that's my point. All these so-called liberals who claim to be thoughtful and peaceful and reasonable, their opposition to the truckers is so visceral, so total, they have dehumanized them. And now they want to exterminate them? I don't know. Uh, But only if necessary, says Matt Gurney. Just imagine for a moment. How would that work? I mean, so you bring in the army in in their military uniforms with their their full kit, their rifles, I presume, maybe maybe some grenades or, I don't know, little missiles or something. Maybe you got some CF-18s flying overhead, maybe some armored vehicles, maybe a tank. To to do what? To, To shoot? Somebody, because that's sort of what soldiers do. I don't think soldiers even have handcuffs. 
They don't really know how to arrest people. I don't think they did a great job in Oka. No disrespect, but I, I don't think that was the right answer there. Uh, soldiers don't know the criminal code. They, they, they haven't studied it. They haven't studied the Charter of Rights. They, they don't know how to process arrestees. Why would you send in soldiers to deal with peaceful truckers who haven't shown an ounce of violence? Why, for that butch spectacle that Macaroni wants? To end the humiliation of the political class? To show you who's boss? That's what Matt Gurney actually said. That's what the goal was. Trudeau has gone full banana republic already. Ford, Doug Ford is literally seizing his opponent's bank accounts. Imagine rolling out military violence to tackle peaceful protesters. That just completes the image. And I tell you again, uh, look how easily the descent into fascism, look how easily we're falling. We're two years into this. I remind you that it was two years from Hitler becoming chancellor of Germany to bringing in the Nuremberg Laws. And then it was another three years until Kristallnacht. And then it was another year until war with Poland. And then it was a few more years until the Holocaust actually reached its peak. It was a decade. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go all that way, God forbid. But in two years, oh my God, we have gone pretty far. You can see the elements of it, the demonization of a minority, calling them unclean, the segregation, ghettoization of those unclean people, the cowardly judges approving it all, the media becoming propagandists, the opposition parties acceding to everything, the vanguards calling for blood, only if necessary. Yeah, we've gone pretty far down the road in two years, haven't we? These truckers, got to tell you, they've all we got left. Stay with us for more. Well, as you know, Rebel News has distinguished itself by having the most reporters on the ground at the most places across Canada. You'd think that would fall to the CBC or CTV or Global. They are billion-dollar companies, all of them subsidized or one way or another by the government. But that's precisely why they have not covered the trucker convoy. They wish it never existed. They ignored it as much as they could. Then they defamed it. Uh, we, on the other hand, are telling the other side of the story. We're just pointing our cameras at things and letting you the viewer judge. And one of the places where we have reporters right now is at the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Windsor, Ontario. And joining us now live via Skype is our friend David the Menzoid Menzies, who's out there on the street. David, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Ezra. And by the way, speaking to the mainstream media, they are here en masse. But if you, to my right, you can see they're across the street from all the demonstrators. I think they look upon these people as so many typhoid Marys. The, they're deplorables and undesirables. They, they don't want to get the COVID cooties. So, uh, <laughs> COVID cooties. <laughs> so they are here, but uh, Lord knows what they're reporting. Well, um, I know you're there with our young reporter, Isabel. Pan around. Yes. I'd like to see uh, the lay of the land there. If you could just slowly spin around the camera. Let's see what we can see. Sure. Well, let's check out the bridge first, uh, Ezra. Okay. Yeah, Isabel, if you can just pan there. There is the Ambassador Bridge. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. And you see these uh, cars here. This, uh, Ezra, is essentially the off-ramp for traffic coming from Michigan into Ontario. Uh, it is blocked. And uh, there's uh, a few big rigs. There's a lot of passenger cars, some campers. Um, there was a development uh, earlier today. Uh, as you can see, there's one lane where there are no longer cars. That lane was blockaded. 
So it's a goodwill gesture. The demonstrator said, we're going to let you utilize one lane of traffic. But I can tell you, Ezra, since we've been here, we have not seen one vehicle come across the bridge, even though there is uh, technically access with this one lane that's open. All right. Can you have the camera go more to the right? I want to see the bridge a little bit more. We didn't see it. Uh, oh, OK, uh, then. So just just put it on the bridge itself a little further. OK, so can we go we'll more walk. to the right? We'll walk on. Can you go more to the well, right? Just, just like, to show the bridge? like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I just wanted okay. to see that. And if you could hold the camera, I guess you're walking across the street. Don't mind me giving camera directions from uh, a few hundred miles away. I just <laughs> I just want the to pan more to the right. Right. <laughs> and more to the right as well. Okay. okay, yeah, hold it there. So okay. that's, is that the bridge there? That is the bridge, the Ambassador Bridge. Uh, as you know, Ezra, privately owned, uh, which surprises a lot of people. And of course, the big development today was Premier Ford around 1045 announcing a state of emergency uh, that uh, you know, enough is enough, essentially. He's telling these demonstrators that the consequences of remaining here, if told to uh, move by law enforcement, they will be severe, namely up to $100,000 in fines, one year in prison, also uh, having driver's license licenses revoked. So this is serious stuff. And I can tell you, Ezra, uh, we were doing streeters right after the uh, Doug Ford uh, press conference. And um, the opinions are split here. We have met people that say, no, I can't afford that. And we've met other people that say they're holding the line. Uh, they will have to be arrested. Their vehicles will have to be towed. And one uh, elderly gentleman, he said to me, uh, essentially that uh, he, he already has lost his freedom as far as he's concerned. What difference does it make if he's sleeping in a car overnight here on the off-ramp of the Ambassador Bridge, as opposed to sleeping in a prison cell. Wow. I found that profound, and I found it very sad too, Ezra. All right, now, I don't want to focus too much on the physical layout there, but I just want to understand, are those, like, to the right of you there, your left, uh, the camera's right, are, is that an open lane? Like, can someone drive through to to go to Michigan right now, like over your shoulder, um, I, th I think it's your left shoulder, my right, I see what, what looks like a toll booth. Perhaps the camera can focus on that and on you can booth. and you can describe, like, what is that? Is that the, yeah. And, no. Yeah. Uh, no, Ezra, all of these lanes that you see behind me, these are heading into the city of Windsor from the bridge. Okay. So U.S. traffic, Canada bound. On the other side, it's two. It's uh, we have a blocked view. Um, that's been blocked since Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, so no Canadian traffic going to the U.S. is getting through, and that's a very small blockade that would be, uh, I think, easily towable if the police come down on them. Well, right. I mean, of course, we've seen pictures of the bridge itself with large, heavy trucks. What I see there are just little pickup trucks, really. Yes, there is about, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, four or five big rigs, you know, the big 18-wheelers. The rest, as you said, the passenger cars, pickup trucks, a few campers. And, um, you know, one thing I wanted to touch upon, too, Ezra, is um, the declaration of a state of emergency. Uh, there's no cholera outbreak here. It's not a health situation. 
there's no riots and uh, Molotov cocktails and arson going about. I think what Premier Ford was saying is that this is a fiscal state of emergency. He mentioned $700 million of goods is being prevented from crossing the bridge each, uh, every day. And that is the impetus for this state of emergency. But, you know, as we talked to Ezra before in the office, it's funny, isn't it? Just two years ago, the railroad blockades, billions and billions of uh, damage to the Canadian economy went on for weeks. No demon, uh, demonization of those people, no vilification by the government and the media and no real urgent timetable. I mean, it was eventually shut down, but it went on for several weeks. This is day five of this protest. So I guess it, you know, depends on, uh, oh, I don't know, identity politics in terms of what is an emergency and what is not an emergency, even when you're talking about the money angle. Well, yeah, and if uh, someone wanted to talk about economic loss, I would suggest to you that Doug Ford's own lockdown and Justin Trudeau's lockdown have caused a billion dollars of damage a day uh, to our economy, perhaps even more. Uh, okay, so behind you is Windsor, is what you're saying. Um, are there, is there anything else that's of interest to look at where you are? Um, well, I can tell you, we uh, can't really show it by camera, we're out of range, but what's been happening uh, in the last several hours is increased policing, increased uh, concrete uh, blockades of roads. So the feeling here, I mean, when I was here with Natasha on Tuesday night, there was a real festive atmosphere. You know, people literally dancing in the streets, playing road hockey. Now there's an ominous feeling, Ezra. It's like they're waiting for that shoe to drop. They know the state of emergency has been declared. Uh, the city of Windsor and two automobile manufacturing associations were in Superior Court at noon trying to get an injunction. Uh, the last I checked, I don't know if they got it or not. Uh, let's assume they, they get it. Um, so there is an ominous feeling, especially with the consequences if they stay. So we're here. We don't know when uh, this is going to happen. Oh, I can also tell you this, Ezra. We have seen more and more law enforcement coming into the city of Windsor where we're staying, the hotel we're staying at, Ezra. Uh, Waterloo police, uh, which are, I believe Waterloo might be almost 200 kilometers away from Windsor. Uh, they're here en masse. So something's going to happen. The question is when. Yeah, very interesting. Well, of course, uh, at that hearing, I want to let you know, David, that the Democracy Fund had lawyers that were granted mm. intervener status to speak up for civil liberties. So I don't know how that hearing uh, concluded, but I'm very pleased to say that civil liberties lawyers from our friends at the Democracy Fund were in there making the case uh, for a light touch from authorities. We'll see how it goes. Yes. I'm really glad you're down there. Thanks very much for joining us. I know you guys did the live stream at noon today, which was great. So thanks for the update. And, um, you know, I think that if there's going to be enforcement action anywhere, it'll probably be at that bridge, which is so economically important. Uh, I, uh, I know that Trudeau has the legal tools and Doug Ford has the legal tools to make arrests and move those vehicles without emergency powers, without his insane fever dreams of the military. So I think that there's some cowardice 
and also some realization that they, if they go in too heavy-handed, that'll please the bloodlust of the media party, but I think it could cause a general strike in Canada. And I know that sounds absurd, but I think describing this trucker protest as a general strike is the most accurate description. It's not just truckers, it's farmers, it's regular people, it's all yes. across the country. It's a general strike, which I think, frankly, is appropriate given the general crisis and the complete failure of the, of the entire establishment. We'll see how it goes, but I appreciate you being there, uh, there on the ground, David. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to report from Windsor, uh, Ezra, and uh, we, uh, meeting uh, Isabel, my uh, camera person and I, we are here uh, to witness what's going to go down. I think you're right. It's going to be a very delicate operation. I will say this, unlike Ottawa, where the, it's a logistical nightmare, it might take weeks to move all those rigs out with heavy toes. This is a much more doable disassembly process, I think. And uh, like I said, not a matter of if, but when uh, law enforcement comes in and uh, we'll be here to make sure we catch it on camera, my friend. All right, well, there you have it, David, the Menzoid Menzies. Thanks for being on the scene at the Ambassador Bridge. And uh, stay safe, my friend. Thank you. Right on, there you have it. Stay with us, more ahead. Hey, welcome back to your letters. T. Urban says, Canada has sparked love and unity for freedom for all people all over the world. Evil hates this and will always overplay its hand. Stay strong, true north, strong and free. We love you. I have seen echoes of this convoy around the world. And I think that uh, it's really absurd. I don't know why the entire establishment, maybe because they can't lose face, but as I asked the other day, why did every single jurisdiction in the whole world, every country, every city, every state, every public health officer, all say and do the exact same things. I mean, how did that happen? That, that doesn't seem like a natural coincidence, like all of them. And why are they all so vicious with mandates? Like, what, like if you really do have 90% of people vax, why are you so insane about the last 10%, like the truckers and stuff? Like, you're willing to bring in the military to take on a peaceful protest. Why? It's the, it's just, I don't understand it. It's about power. It's not about health. That's, I don't understand it. Someone with the nickname, the uneducated sheep says section 12 of the charter as part of the constitution is a legal rights section that protects an individual's freedom from cruel and unusual punishments. Canada, everyone has the right not to be subjected to any cruel and unusual treatment or punishment like hundred thousand dollar fines. Yeah. I don't believe that, uh, that, threat by Doug Ford will see the light of day. I mean, I'm sure he will promulgate the law, but a $100,000 fine for a parking offense is cruel and unusual treatment. You're exactly right. It's so absurd, especially if you're dealing with someone who was peaceful, first-time offense, nonviolent, just said, no, I'm having really a sit-in on the bridge here. Um, I don't think, uh, I'd be, I would be surprised if you had anything more than a conditional discharge. I don't know. Maybe you're going to have a judge who hates these folks. But as I've said, when we've done our crowdfunding for lawyers, uh, for these truckers, my point is, you know, if terrorists like Omar Khadr and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and Saddam Hussein can be given a good lawyer, uh, the least we can do for these truckers is to give them a good lawyer. So we're crowdfunding those. Well, that's our show for today. Until Monday, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, Keep fighting for freedom. You know the rebels are going to be out there on the streets on the weekend across the country. We're the news you can trust because we're right there on the ground. 
CBC is taking their marching orders from Justin Trudeau. We just show you what's happening. Let me leave you with our video of the day. Mass ticketing of peaceful protesters in Milk River, Alberta. Let's see how far that goes. And you bet we'll be defending people with either Rebel News or our friends at the Civil Liberties Charity, the Democracy Fund. More on that. But let me leave you with that video. See you later, and we'll talk to you on Monday. I just got off the phone with uh, a colleague Adam Seuss who was up at Milk River and he says that now there is another RCMP checkpoint behind Milk River blocking people even from getting there. They told me to come around this way. So. Okay, so Rebel News. Yes. Okay, just one second, let me check in with them. Yeah. If you can give me 30 seconds, then we'll get you on your way. No rush, man, thanks. So folks, an urgent and critical update right away from here, just outside of Milk River at the RCMP blockade. Uh, the RCMP just had a press conference and they have announced that they have staged a new legal protest area closer to Milk River where people are, are being urged to move effectively. Um, that what we're hearing is that if people do not move to that area, there will be enforcement. They would not go into too much detail, but potentially arrests, certainly ticketing, if people do not move willingly. From a perspective of the police, I can say that uh, the, the people behind us have been very pleasant to deal with. There's been um, some incidents that have taken place, but overall it's, it hasn't been violent. We're staying put and uh, we're holding the line peacefully. And uh, you know what? They can write us tickets. Uh, we're not doing anything. We're on public land, right to protest, and uh, we're we're not going anywhere. We're behind you is the commencement of traffic enforcement. This is a highway in Alberta still. The rules of the road and the Traffic Safety Act still obey. So as you see the guys moving, they're going vehicle to vehicle, getting license plates, looking for owners, and traffic violations are going to be issued. So, as I've said, we're here to keep the peace, both on the police side and the public side. This line is not moving. As you can yeah. see, they haven't moved. They're holding it. It is a police action. Yeah. So this is an unlawful protest. Communication had gone out that we're going to start traffic enforcement. So if you look behind us, or if you're able to when you are, 
they are just doing traffic enforcement. Nobody's going to jail at this point. And that's what we want to communicate to everybody. Nobody's going to jail. And I think we're communicating well because that line is broken up. exemption program and all its requirements will come to an end. I can't speak for everybody but I, I know from quite a few people I've talked to and myself that it's it's always been everything has to be gone completely with no chance of reoccurring. Like when they put in brackets in their their step one and step two that we'll do these things oh if the numbers and things don't you know don't go back up I mean, they can manipulate numbers all day long, so that doesn't mean anything. So until everything's completely gone, we're here and we're supporting. again blaring after a massive show of force the police effectively going through to every vehicle that was parked along the road here outside of the RCMP blockade that's right every single vehicle effectively being ticketed they have now left and only remains the original RCMP officers who are holding the border here at this RCMP blockade the trucks are letting their horns be heard throughout the night now letting off some steam as it were and some stress after the tense situation escalated uh, the rcmp as i mentioned have mostly rolled out so it seems like for the evening things have certainly quieted down uh, likely to remain a situation where no vehicles are getting through here unless they live in the area locally and uh, things are, are set to likely quiet down as it gets a little bit colder and people huddle around the fires to stay warm uh, yet another stalemate of sorts here at the rcmp blockade we will certainly be back here tomorrow though to bring you more of this story